Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. It's showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Mary. Now, today we are going to be speaking with someone who knows all about the media, how to get in front of the media, what you need to do to make the media work for you. She used to be a producer on A Current Affair here in Australia on Channel 9 and has helped her clients get hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of free media. And I'm thrilled to be chatting with her today from Wordstone PR. Please welcome Monica Rosenfeld. Hello, Monica. Hello. Nice to be chatting to you. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, before we get too carried away, the question I always ask is, how do you define success from someone who's been in front of cameras, been doing stand-up comedy at the Sydney Opera House, no less, and has you know, been raising families and working with a community? Really interested. How do you define success? Well, I like that question. Um, the way I define success, I think it's different for, for everybody. And the reason for that is success is what makes you feel like you're living your best life. So, you know, for some people that could be making sure they're earning millions of dollars. For others that could be feeling like that they're, you know, spending time with their kids and their family and investing in that side of things. So I really think um, each person has a different way of defining success and for me what it's about it's about having a balance so for me what I really want to make sure that I'm doing is living what I call a big life <laughs> and I think a big life for me is one where I don't feel like I'm stuck in a rut um, but that I'm always doing something interesting I make sure that I'm always sort of growing and learning and I'm a bit of a um, a nut for throwing myself out of my comfort zone. So the minute I'm in my comfort zone, I, I get scared that I'm in my comfort zone and I, I just launch out of the window and grow those wings while I'm sort of hurtling to the ground. And hence, you know, the reason why I was really attracted to stand-up comedy because um, nothing will do that like stand-up comedy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm really interested. You, you, I saw something on your social media feeds about how you were doing some stand-up comedy at the Sydney, Sydney Opera House. So tell us a little bit about your journey in stand-up and how you got to be doing stand-up at the Sydney Opera House. Okay. Yeah, that was just amazing. All right. Well, um, about a year ago, I, I've always loved watching stand-up comedy and I've always, you know, gone around my day-to-day -day life and had little observations and thought, gee, that would work really well in a stand-up routine, but I had no idea how to craft such a thing or how I would go about it. So I had this bit of curiosity about that. And then um, last year I decided I'm not going to procrastinate any longer. I want to learn how to do this stuff. So I enrolled in a course, um, which was great, um, did a few open mic nights, and then I actually enrolled in a second course um, in February this year called the School of Hard Knock Knocks, um, which was fantastic. It's run by Maury Morgan and Ben Horowitz, who are just great. And then um, it just so happened that in Umbrella, which is the marketing and media sort of industry trade press, um, there was a call out for Pitch to Punchline, which is a charity fundraiser. Uh, for a mental health organisation called Bati, B-A-T-Y-R. Um, 
and they were going to they were doing a comedy night at the opera house um, looking for up to 20 media and marketing people who wanted to have a go at um, doing comedy or performing comedy at the opera house no less um, so we workshopped together for about five six weeks and we were given the expertise of uh, professional comedian Cam Knight who helped us out um, and there we were at the Opera House in front of a sold-out audience of 360 people and everyone killed it, it was uh, killed it being a good thing now that's <laughs> <laughs> comedy speak for did was quite successful yes <laughs> with it no one died actually I shouldn't even use that word killed it no it was it was really really uh, wonderful and just a great opportunity as a beginner um yeah. to get on such a an amazing stage and give it a go um yeah. that's just fantastic and it's such a credit to you for doing it because stand-up comedy is very very challenging on so many levels yeah it is challenging well i'm also a speaker so um i talk about media and how to become that go-to media expert um, for your industry on stages at conferences um, and that's the other reason why I want to learn comedy I wanted to learn how to inject humor you know into your presentations which is so important um, when it comes to engaging an audience and keeping you know the bookers coming back for more um, but what I love about stand-up you get that instant feedback so or instant lack of feedback, which I don't like so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it gives you that instant feedback that people okay understand what you're saying. You've made them laugh, ha ha ha, and then you know your the job's been done. So um, most people would the thought of it absolutely terrifies them. But because I've already I'm a presenter already, standing on stage talking in front of people doesn't um phase me um so at least i passed that part of the test you know <laughs> you've and got half it covered already yeah exactly whereas some some brave souls had never even stood on stage yeah. spoken in public and they're getting up there trying to make people laugh on stage yeah. which all that's, power to them it's just that's amazing. yeah big call big call hey i want to talk to you about wordstone pr which is your business you've been going now for just under 20 years uh, yeah. which you know a congratulations that's no no small feat um, but B, PR, it seems to, in, a, in our media marketplace, we seem to be way more crowded than ever before. And everyone's trying to get the attention of everyone. And yet you continue to get a lot of your clients on the high profile shows, such as The Project and The Today Show and that yeah. kind of stuff. So what does it take to get your story out there? From anyone who's listening to this, what do they have to do to get noticed? Okay, great question. All right, um, it's very possible for lots of people out there listening to get into mainstream media. Um, and the way to do it is to pitch your story angle to a journalist and speak to them in their language. So I'll tell you what I mean by that. Firstly, I mentioned pitch your angle. You need to have an angle when you're pitching to the media. You can't just go to the media and say, oh, I'm amazing, I've got this amazing business, you know, write a story about it or produce a 10-minute, you know, video about it. It's not going to happen. Journalists are there to produce content around what people are grappling with, what's, they, they, their job is to engage people and add value to their audience so that their audience continues to come back so that the advertising department can keep charging the advertisers the dollars that are required to keep 
any media outlet alive. <laughs> so the trick is um, to convince the journalists that you are giving them content that will add value to and engage their audience. And this is very possible when you break it up into the different angles that you can be pitching to the journalists. So what we do is we take our clients' content and layer it over these angles and pitch it to the journos in their language. So I'll give you an example. So one really great angle is um, top five tips or top five myths um, because journos love tips. It's great bite-sized digestible information um, that people can read and consume really quickly and easily when they're looking at their, the news on their iPhones, on the train, on the way home after a day of work, which is how a lot of us are consuming our media. So if you can package up your information into top five tips or top five trends or top five myths, or you can get quite creative with it, that's an angle um, that, that can go really well with journalists. Um, another one is expert commentary. And this is where it's important for you to have an opinion, either an opinion or expertise that you're willing to share around your industry. So you can either have an opinion that's controversial, and to be honest, the more controversial, the better, um, or you can literally be giving your expertise. So, you know, this is how it's done. This is how you're going to succeed. This is how you're going to make more money and be more successful, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or perhaps there's been legislation that's been passed in your industry, and you can comment on the impact of this legislation on not only the industry, but consumers as, as a whole. Um, so that's another angle. And another one that works a treat all the time are awareness days. There's an awareness day for just about everything, every day, week, month of the year. Um, so if you can tie your expertise into an awareness day, um, the, the media's got a really good reason to run with your expertise on that day or that week. Um, and it, it is quite seasonal. Like you, I, I have seen... You know, when it comes to Mother's Day or Father's Day, there's always top five things to buy your mother for Mother's Day or yeah. top five things for dad for Father's Day. You've got, you know, International Day of the Pet Dog or something and you'll have people talking about uh, the right kind of dog to pick and da-da-da-da. Yeah. So it, it, is, it becomes these themes that you can really tie into that makes them uh, on trend or on current, yeah? Absolutely. And, I mean, all you need to Google is Awareness Days Australia um, and there'll be lot many options that come up and all of them are pretty good so click onto them and they will tell you what awareness day is that particular day um then just double check it because sometimes those calendars get it wrong or whatever so make sure you double check it before you pitch it to the media mm. um but you know this week is sleep awareness week in australia and we've got a client who is a retail online retail client and he sell they sell a medical sleeping aid so, of course, they've got all this data because um, they use AI within their product. It's Glow Dreaming. And they've been all over the media talking about that. So, yeah, it's a really powerful angle. Right. And then there's, there's many more. But the last one I'll mention is statistics. Journos love a good stat. Um, it's, it, again, just like the top five tips, it's a way that, as humans, our brains like to process information. Um, so if you can go to them with some research or some stat 
around something that you've got to talk about, you're speaking to them in their language. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing with journalists is there's not as many of them as there used to be, is there? So it's all about it. They're continually looking for new content. So if we can make it easy for them. So essentially, we have written the article for you or we have packaged up the little package for you. Or oh. it, 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 once it just becomes it's a no-brainer for them, you've got a far greater chance of getting on the show or in the media you're after. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely, yeah. So what I always say, it's a win-win situation. Journalists are looking for content. What you want to do is help them out by, as you say, packaging up the story, giving them what they need, when they need it. Um, what you don't want to do, and this is what 99% of people do, um, is give them something that looks more like an ad. You have to dress up your story as part of a as a story worthy story um or they won't um bite essentially and that's that's sort of a bit of a skill that some people struggle with yeah yeah it's like you know if you've just released a new book rather than saying i've got a new book talk about me and talk about my new book there's got to be well what does their audience want it is all about how do we make this digestible for the audience because as you said previously at the end of the day it's all about getting the audience engaged so the advertisers are engaged so they make money so they stay in business funny you mention that because i've actually um, recorded a video talking about how to turn your book into a 12-month pr plan and as you say, so instead of having the angle being I've written a book, you know, do a story on me and my wonderful book, every, if it's a non-fiction book, you know, talking about your expertise, um, every chapter in that book is very likely to be a good, strong media angle. Right. Um, so you go to the journal, the journalist interviews you about that. And at the end of the interview, they say, oh, and by the way, such and such has written a book about this topic and many more things that you need to know about such and such. So... Yeah, it's really about always providing content that, you know, will give value to the audience. It's not about you. Um, and the journalist doesn't care about promoting you. But in writing the story um, that adds value to their audience, pr your promotion will be all over it. Yeah. Hey, is there any topic or subject that you shouldn't put out there? Like, is there anything that just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't rate? Um, hmm, very good question. Let me think about that. Um, there are some some angles that you know clients have come to us and said you know what about this and we've sort of said it's not really new okay let me let me let me think one one area to think about is that journalists often like case studies um so if you're sort of telling a story um about something that happened blah 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 or that your clients experience um they want to tell that story through a case study who can talk about, you know, their particular story of using your service and how it impacted them. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that case study, um, don't go to the journalist with that angle because you'll just be letting them down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one example. And then some angles just aren't newsworthy. You know, we've had clients say, oh, we're going to do a team barbecue, you know, we've got a great culture, you know, maybe that'll make a good story. And like, the team culture thing is a good theme, but you know, the having a barbecue, you know, for your team, it's just not that <laughs> useworthy. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. And and so it becomes, that, again, it's just back to that core message that you said at the very beginning is it just can't be self promotion. It's there's got to be something of value to the reader, listener, watcher, viewer. Yeah, exactly. 
And that same principle applies regardless of the media type. Like it does, does it make any difference for say social media outlets? Um, well, with social media outlets, that's kind of a different ball game altogether. So when you're talking about bloggers and influencers and things like that, um, but generally speaking, I would say whether it is social media or traditional, more traditional media being TV, online news sites, etc. Yeah, it really is all about the audience. And it's the same as a speaker. Um, like I imagine you have a lot of speakers listening to your podcast. You know, you don't get on stage and talk all about you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you get on stage and you deliver what the, the audience wants to hear or needs to hear. Yeah. Um, so it's exactly the same whether it comes to media or social media. Yeah, yeah. Do you have much to do with influencers and social media? So we have engaged um, influencers and we do engage influencers for our campaigns. Um, but what we do really carefully is a lot of research. So we don't just um, look and think, oh, she's pretty and she's got X number of likes or whatever fans. Now you can't even see the likes. Um, let's engage this person. So we do our research and we really look at, you know, how often they're posting, where they're posting, what comments they're getting, what is their engagement like, what's their tone, what other brands have they worked with. Because um, so many, there are, everyone is calling themselves an influencer nowadays. Yeah. And there is a bit of a backlash um, because brands are getting jack of being told that, you know, I'll oh, give me this or pay me that because I'm so influential. <laughs> and this person has gone off and bought, you know, a whole lot of, um, you know, uh, connections and fans. Mm. Um, so they're not even real. They're just um, bots. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so many businesses have been burnt by that. And when the whole influencer thing came into play a few years ago, I, I just knew it would be a thing that will have a bit of hype and be on its way out. Yeah. Um, but there definitely are good influencers out there um, and real genuine people who are influential. You just have to do your homework and make sure they are what they say they are. How much of an impact do influencers have? Like, do they significantly increase brand awareness and sales? It just depends. I mean, okay, the, the kahuna, the granddaddy or mummy, if you want, of influencers would be Kim Kardashian, right? Mm. So believe it or not, if she sort of posts something about your product, it, it, it totally blast that brand into the stratosphere. Like, wow. they, they, they literally, I mean, they sell, they, their business just goes to the next level instantly. So that's like, that. that's the pinnacle of an influencer being effective, right? But mm. there are very few Kim Kardashians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's so, really interesting. Well, it's like, because, uh, and I, I know for me, and maybe for some of the listeners, they have to keep in mind that they are not the people, they are not their clients. Because I'm like, I don't follow Kim Kardashian. I have no time for whatsoever. Yeah. I'm just not interested, but yeah. I understand a lot of other people do. So while it has no impact on me, there are a lot of other people that, oh, it, that it may have impact on. When you're thinking of the influencer, you're not thinking about your own uh, preferences or whatever. You're thinking about who, who's your audience and who does that audience admire or, you know, um, take, uh, listen to and be influenced by. Right. Um, so, so there's an example, um, Shelley Horton, she's a media personality um, and an MC actually, a female MC. Um, and she has this lovely curvy figure and she wears quite a few dresses um, from different designers and 
I know I've got a similar figure to her <laughs> and I pretty much, you know, I see her looking amazing in a dress and I'll pretty much be tempted to buy that dress as soon as I see it on her. Right. So although she's not on Kim Kardashian's level, sorry, sorry Shelley, but I'm sure she'll agree, she influences her group of people um, that resonate with her and the brands that she's um, wearing. So... Right. So, yes, there are, and, and I would say media personalities are the ones that have the most influence. Um, yep. So, because they are in the media all the time, they do have a following. They've got far more eyeballs watching them, knowing who they are, um, having a perception about that person um, than those who, you know, have a pretty and, you know, just finish uni and need a, need an extra buck or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair call. Sorry fair if call. I sound cynical, but you know, no, no. And I'm, I'm, I've had a couple of discussions lately and it, I'm, I'm with you. It's just like, I don't understand influences and I don't feel influenced, but maybe that's cause I'm in, I'm in a different niche. If I had get some nerdy yeah. boy talking about star Wars, maybe I'd go out and buy it. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think millennials are influenced by influencers. So, right. It's definitely an area that we can't just chuck to one side and say yeah. it's not working. Um, it's just that brands have to get far more careful and do their due diligence yeah. before blowing their budget. So what does the future of PR hold? Like it used to be, um, uh, you know, your traditional media and then influencers have been, uh, they've sort of come to the fore. What's next? What's the next big thing in PR? Good question. I've run my business for nearly 20 years, as you said. And, um, it's funny because five years in, I was really started to get a bit scared, you know, with blogging coming up and everything, thinking, oh, you know, is media going to die and I'm just not going to have a business anymore? Like I need to sort of keep up with what's happening in the future and that's really, really important. Um, but what I realised as the years passed is that, you know, we as humans um, will always be addicted to consuming media. So that's not going to change what is going to change is where and how we consume our media so five or ten years ago um, a client would say don't bother getting me in an online article like that's just a waste of your time I don't value that at all um, I want to be in print and now clients are saying don't bother with print you know I want to be online I want to be on news.com.au I want to be um, on Lifehacker and Yahoo 7, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's really just about, I, you know, it's definitely online um, at the moment. And as more and more journalists are losing their main job, um, they are, there are more freelancers out there. So um, there's an opportunity to pitch your story idea to freelancers and they pitch that story to the editors because unless they get commissioned, they don't, have a living so yeah, yeah. you know they they really need to get that and um i do think it's going to continue to be a more of a two-way street so instead of the media reporting and then that's that it's that back and forward you know where we can comment and um apparently late line um was the first tv show um to have twitter feeds running while they were um broadcasting Right. And apparently that saved them. Well, according to, to the producers of that show, you know, that literally saved the show 
because everyone can watch everything, you know, afterwards now by jumping onto iView and, and you know, the jumping channels. So why, why, why bother being there at that time, that night? Um, and it's purely for, for, for Q&A. Um, it's about the Twitter feed. Like, people want to be seeing that real-time yeah. um, reaction. So I think technology and all of that is just going to continue to to subtly but then quite substantially change the way we view media mm. but there will always be media there because we're obsessed with media <laughs> like that's how we get our our information about the yeah. world yeah yeah uh, monica thank you so much i could happily keep talking to you but we we are out of time if people want to get in touch with you to get some help with their pr and get some of this kind of exposure what's the best way to get in touch with you Okay, um, sure. Well, you can email me at monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, at wordstormpr.com.au. And also, if you're looking for a speaker for your next conference um, to talk to your audience about how to get that trust factor back into your business or your brand um, through, you know, media exposure and being that go-to expert in the media for your industry, um, feel free to contact me as well. Excellent. Monica, thank you so much for your time today. No worries. It was really lovely chatting to you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Merry. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. GetMoreSuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy your success.